Hoopla! 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 Weak. Weak. Let's retry that. Run it, run it back. Act run like you're infected like a bloater. <laughs> Welcome to the Hoopla Podcast. Hoopla! 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 <laughs> there it is. Now that's a bloater hoopla if I've ever Let's heard Let's go. One. The yeah, unofficial podcast like of apocalypses everywhere. We're here once again to talk about the first season of The Last of Us TV show. I uh, hope you joined us a few weeks ago for our recap of the first half of the season. Now we're here to talk about the second half of the season, the incredible ending, as well as the, the first season as a whole and what we're looking forward to as we move forward with season two of The Last of Us. Joined as always, we have Andrew Smith. Andy Smith here, connoisseur of many nerdy things. DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and I love The Last of Us. What a great season. I'm excited to talk about it and excited for season two. I can't wait. I can't wait. And our next special guest we have this week, the first of our brother duo, Jake Laxer. Jake Laxer here, lover of all things TV and movies, ready to recap the season of The Last of Us. March Madness is certainly upon us. Um, and yeah, how about the last trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie? Oh, Looks pretty damn goodness. good. Jack Black is going to crush it as Bowser. Hey, really quick. So. Chris Pratt is going to be a great Mario. Unpopular opinion. I don't know. <laughs> hot take. Very, very unpopular. Hot take, hot take. <laughs> hot take. That's an early hot take. <laughs> and the final hoopla croopla member for this episode, the Joel to Jake's Tommy, we have Matthew Laxer here in studio on Zoom joining us hoopla. for this recap. Hoopla! Hey guys, thanks to be back. Master Laxer here, and the Joel to Jake's Tommy. So I'm excited to join in on your guys' Last of Us Part 2 podcast of the first season. So let's get started and uh, talk about it and kick it off. Let's go. I'm excited. I can't wait. The show was incredible. So thank you all for tuning in to the Hoopla Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hoopla Podcast Network. Check out all of our other wonderful episodes about Star Wars. We got Mandalorian coming out right now. We've got old episodes about The Hobbit, about the Rings of Power, all that good stuff. So you can find all that on Twitter. Links in the episode description. Uh, and we got some cool merch as well. If you want to go check out the link in the description to get yourself some cool hoopla hats, t shirts, mugs, all that good stuff. St. Patty's Day ornament that has Gandalf yeah, on it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you really want to get festive I mean, for St. Paddy's Day, get yourself a wizard ornament. It'll be great. It may, it may look like a Christmas ornament, but it's for every holiday. It's Gandalf. It, it is green. You got that going for Ooh, you on St. Paddy's Day. It's green. Day. Exactly. If you're afraid, it's a heart. If you, if you missed Valentine's Day, get one for next <laughs> Valentine's Day. Whose significant other doesn't love a Gandalf ornament? <laughs> and without any further ado we will be right back after one more ado alright welcome back let's dive into this episode what an incredible first season of the last of us TV show I know Jake and Matt you guys both played the game so you knew what was going to happen Andy you and I were in the same boat I don't know if you knew any spoilers going into this, but I actually made it spoiler-free nope. all the way through this. I had no idea what was coming. And that finale episode was astounding. I was fully surprised to see Joel go in there and just absolutely murder everybody. So I want to hear from the guys who've played the game. How did it stack up, that storyline? How did that stack up from the game translated into the TV show? I think they handled that <clears throat> that conclusion of the story, at least part one, uh, I mean, shot for shot. They did such a good job in terms of executing it. There's one aspect about the, the last episode that I wish that they had included. Um, there's a moment where Joel and Ellie, before reaching the hospital, encounter a series of bloaters and a horde of zombies. 
um, just prior to reaching this beautiful contrasting giraffe moment, which is mm. sort of sort of explains the dichotomy between the the good, the dark, and the light in The Last of Us, and I think it really highlights the beauty of that scene. Um, which don't get me wrong, I love the giraffe scene. They, I think they did a great job. They used an actual giraffe. There was a legitimate giraffe that wasn't CGI. Um, but in regards to the hospital scene itself. I mean, very well executed, uh, but do you want to speak a little bit more to that, Matt? Yeah, so I liked the beginning of the last episode. Let's start there, because that was a very, you know, it was a flashback to when Ellie was brought into the world, right? This cordyceps infection mm. had been going on for, for years now at this point. Obviously, you find out that that's Ellie's mother, who is running towards a cabin in the middle of the woods, which, by the way... That cabin is exactly pictured identically to how it was portrayed in the video game. So the designers did an incredible job of at least matching that plot and what it looked like and taking that cool. and putting it in the actual episode. So that was mm -hmm. really neat to see because the game even had a flashback to that in it. Um, you know, obviously, you get to understand the connection that Marlene and Ellie's mother, Anna, had at the very beginning of that episode. They were best friends. And, you know, you get to understand that Marlene took Ellie in, right? She looked over Ellie. She had her people look mm -hmm. over Ellie and basically raise Ellie. So that was that was really cool to see. But also, you know, like Jake said, when they flash forward back ahead and you get to see Ellie, you know, they're moving towards the hospital and whatnot. That scene of firing your way and killing all the fireflies, that was an incredible, like, point in the video game to just mm -hmm. have that moment with Joel where you're literally just going to town to just rescue Ellie from, um, they were going to kill her. They were going to sacrifice her to save humanity. And, you know, Joel runs in and he rescues her and, you know, that's where it ends. And then we're off to part two, which we're not going to get into during this conversation. So right. I have a question, uh, Matt and Jake here, where in the game, do they portray the fireflies as the heroes of the story in this moment? Are they portraying Joel as an antagonist? Or a protagonist, because obviously we're cheering for Joel based off of, you know, his love for Ellie and wanting to save Ellie. Is it similar in the game? Obviously, you're playing as a character. You're having fun doing, you know, going through this level, I'm sure. But here it's I'm even I was still cheering for Joel, even though it was clearly I mean, there's moral ambiguity, right? Because they are sure. going to sacrifice Ellie. But he is gruesomely killing off the people that want to save humanity. So how do they play with that in the game and, and how do you think it related? So I think one aspect that Neil Druckmann <clears throat> likes to explore in his storytelling in a post-apocalyptic world with you know zombies specifically is the zombies aren't the monsters. It's, it's the humans of this world that create all these conflicts. And he wants you to feel as a viewer and an audience that there's constantly internal conflict. Um, mm -hmm. And whether that's, you know, saving your newfound daughter, if that's how Joel perceives his and Ellie's mm -hmm. relationship as we come to pass over these nine episodes or the series or the entirety of the game. Um, it's hard to be able to, you know, to say whether he's a protagonist or an antagonist at this point. But throughout the entirety of the game, yes. I mean, he is a right. protagonist. We do want sure. him to, to see him succeed. But at some point, you have to see that there's very significant emotional ties to each one of these characters. And it's fun to explore that. Yeah. To pick up on your point, Jake, I mean, this episode really, really explores the boundaries of what an ethical decision is. Right. right. You know, Joel, it really comes down to... Do you save the person that you love and that now, you know, is a portrayal of basically Joel's daughter, Sarah, and now that he sees that Nellie, right? Or do you, you know, find out that, like Andy said, you know, they're sacrificing her and he's going to lose someone that actually means something to him after this entire journey that they've made across the country, right? So, yeah, it's, it's a, and not to say that that even, that after that surgery, even though Ellie doesn't get, infected to the point where it kills her right but it's like yeah i mean it's it's wild yeah i can't think of the last time we saw we had a tv show that ended with such ambiguity morally right, right. where 
my initial instincts is that Joel made a foolish decision to go in there and kill everybody who are, you know, the Fireflies are there trying to save all of humanity. So my initial thought was, oh, it's foolish of Joel to go in there and kill everybody. But the Fireflies were also just going to kill Ellie with the slight chance of maybe this experiment working. Like, there's no maybe certainty not. that right. they would be able to find a cure by sure. killing her. And, you know, they didn't even sit down and have a conversation. And it was it was very interesting, the dynamic between Joel and Ellie, which we've had all season, how it finally comes to this point where now they truly love each other and that familial relationship that they have. And Joel made a decision based on his love for Ellie that he knows Ellie would not like that decision to have been made. And so then even after making this tough decision, he has to still lie to Ellie about the decision that he made Mm -hmm. in order to keep their relationship. And it was just terrible all around. What a gut punch of an episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then to end the whole season on that. What? Cliffhanger. Come on. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly how they end the game. Um, And sort of this moral conflict is an ethical dilemma. You definitely see that ever more Mm -hmm. so in, in, part two of the last of us and i'm very very interested to see how they explore that going forward um but yeah matt touched on one aspect we see ellie's birth at the start of the episode and sort of how she became immune that was totally newfound content um also to chime in there jake really cool is that the woman who played the actress who played ellie's mm -hmm. mother ashley johnson was actually the portrayal of ellie's voice in the in the game itself so right. that was a really cool that was a really cool big shout that. out to ashley johnson big shout out of to critical ashley role fame. Ooh, critical role fame, one of our D and standouts there was another small cameo from another critical role cast member laura bailey who plays someone in the last of us part two who i haven't played yet don't know the name of the character but um one of ellie's friends i think in part two abby maybe is that someone Oh yeah, that's uh, you're not supposed to know that yet, and you Jim. Can't, and you can't be. Yeah. Uh, that is a character. Any... I, that's a character, say, but we won't say whether friend or foe. But for you to, <laughs> we won't right. give any details. But hey, you know what? It's it's all about ethics from that actress. Yeah, it's yeah, all, so about it's all about the thing all about, about ethics. ethics. The thing about <laughs> ethics. <laughs> ethics. Okay. The thing about ethics. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm not going to ask any more probing questions on what you just mentioned there but i will mention bella ramsey in the post clips that they put on hbo max after the episode she mentions you know and you can really see it in her portrayal as well that she knows that she's being lied to but she won't you know let herself believe that joel is gonna do this to her at this point after everything they've been through and that's like really encapsulates like it's such a good arc of a full season to see where these two characters came from and how their their bond slowly grew, you know, where he calls her cargo a few episodes mm-hmm. in. And then right. they go through they have it's step over step. They you know, she meets the the kid that ends up dying. Uh, you know, she goes through this horrific experience and a few episodes ago. And then at this point they truly are kind of that fa- or father daughter pairing and really the only people in the world left for each other and then i can just imagine what is going to happen next because of this might be a big this this would be a very big thing in her mind for him to kill off these fireflies lie to her about it when she believes that maybe she could save the world that she's never really experienced yeah and i like how they ended it with that sort of ambiguity as well from Ellie's perspective of you could, the way Bella Ramsey was emoting in that last moment on screen with that Mm -hmm. super close up shot of her face as Joel is telling her this lie and you see all these conflicting thoughts going through her mind and the way she says, okay, we don't know if she's, if she believes him truly or if she's, Just saying, okay, while not believing him, or if she's trying to convince herself that she should believe him because there's no way that Joel would lie to her about something like this. And Incredible also, final I don't, moment. I don't think Ellie knew, obviously, when she was... They were walking towards the hospital, then the fireflies attacked him. 
right? And she was dragged away after that smoke grenade was thrown. Mm-hmm. You know, Joel wakes up in the hospital, yada, yada. And then he's like panicking, where the hell is Ellie? But I don't think Ellie even understood, like during this whole thing, that it was actually a sacrifice. I think if they, if she would have known that it was like they were going to put her under and then ultimately, you know, she was going to die. I think the, I think the storyline would have been a little bit more different as far as her actually, you know, so I guess voluntarily willing to go to the hospital with Joel. I don't think she knew. Well, I mean, I don't think, you know, what, what do you think, Jake? So I, mean, I don't think, <clears throat> do you I think, think she would this have? is the importance. I don't think, I she think would this have. is, I don't know. S- so this is the importance of them bringing in the the prequel episode, um, at least for the gameplay aspect. Uh, the Left Behind episode where they go to the mall and we meet Riley, uh, Ellie's mm-hmm. first love that she meets in, in Fedra, the school. Um, great episode. She, great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a discussion when they're both bitten and basically, you know, they accept their fate they're both going to die and this is the end of of where they've had an opportunity in this world to survive ellie escapes that and her love does not and so i think ellie knowing the opportunity that she could have had an opportunity to save others i'm actually sort of on the i'm on the page that she would have been up for the sacrifice um yeah so I think I, I don't know. would have been on that same page until the conversation that she had with Joel in this last episode about mm-hmm. Joel's suicide attempt, where mm-hmm. he has the scar on the side of his head because someone tried to shoot him and missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that it was actually himself who had tried to mm-hmm. to end his life right when this pandemic started. And I think that conversation with Joel telling Ellie that it gets better the suicide isn't the way to go as, as bad as things might be in this moment where Ellie is really struggling coming off the, the events that went down with David, the cannibal priest molester guy. Um, Ellie's in a terrible, terrible place at the beginning of this last episode. And then that conversation with Joel, I think gets her in a better headspace to maybe she wouldn't be ready to sacrifice herself. Maybe she does have more aspirations to live a life. So I have no idea what decision Ellie would have made well, if she was given the chance to make a choice. Or given the chance. And doesn't yeah, that sure. doesn't that go to Marlene's question to Joel though that it is in the end Ellie's choice but because Joel did what he did he was almost selfish in that moment to not allow it. It he needs Ellie maybe even more so than Ellie needs him. Like he needs her to fill like that gap that he's had in his Here's, you know, heart for right. 20 years. Right. Right. Here's a question. I don't know if you guys thought about this, but it, it obviously goes back to the handoff when, you know, we, I think it was episode what two or something when Joel and Tess find their way into that building to look for the car battery. Right. Because yeah. they wanted to go out West and find Tommy. And then obviously Ellie's introduced Right. And obviously you meet Marlene in that moment. You get to understand who Marlene is. But now you're in the last ep- like the last episode of this first season. And here's Marlene again. The last you know, last of us. The last last of the first season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the last last of the first season's last. Hoopla. But but <laughs> again, what was the what was the I don't know, I can't I'm not thinking clearly right now, but maybe it wasn't in the game or explained. Marlene like how come Marlene wasn't responsible for transporting her all along? You know, Marlene obviously yep. was in the was in the hospital. Why did she have to count on Joel and Tess to bring her so, all the way out there when when Marlene was actually there? So in the game, Marlene, you know, has Joel and Tess take Ellie to the Capitol building. I'm I'm not completely recalling exactly what the building was. Maybe it was uh, a museum of sorts, but regardless, they wanted to get Ellie to a different faction of the Fireflies. Um, so she could eventually be transported to the appropriate area to eventually arrive at the hospital. That was for an exchange of weapons. In the show, it's for a car battery. Um, unfortunately, you know, they arrive at said location and the fireflies aren't there. So now, you know, Tess is dead and mm-hmm. Joel still has to, you know, get Ellie to where she needs to go. So Tess had a makeout session with that. Right. 
Right. That zombie. <laughs> <laughs> she was way too distracted Tasty to get Ellie mushroom. to the fireflies. That's right. Need a little little fungal fun there. Uh, oh, fun. no. Fungal fun. Hoopla. That's yeah, uh, the title of the episode. Hoopla. Fungal but, fun. Fungal but that's, fun. Fungal yeah, fun. But, but, you know, Marlene was able to get to the hospital because out west because, you know, she had an entire group that she could travel with that had an armistice of weapons and you know she's mm-hmm. set and situated a whole uh, entire convoy but they're just meandering their way slowly uh, to get ellie to her to go and she did say that even with all the people that she was traveling with still like dozens of men died helping her get transported right. there so mm, i guess it was just too it. risky to to bring yeah, ellie along risky. and s- that's a good better point. to go yeah, and like smuggling her out of there and- Yep. Yeah. And, you know, when obviously when they go to certain zones or whatever, if she did get caught, they would have that scanner device and it would be Dianara Ellie. End. So, yeah. Right. So I guess she entrusted that Joel and Tess were the better option. And for, she was right. For, Correct. And for, she was right. She was 99% yeah. right until the very yeah. last moment. <laughs> yeah. Her plan was mere minutes uh, away from working. Captor. Boom. Right in the parking lot. You Oof. hate to see it. Had to happen. Um, we were At doing shout outs. We were doing shout outs earlier um, to specific actors. Uh, we also got a shout out to Troy Baker in episode eight, who plays yeah. uh, David's right hand man uh, as James, uh, who was the actual voice actor for Joel in the video game. Uh, I, as disturbing as that episode <laughs> was, again, I I don't know if you guys remember in our previous episode about The Last of Us, I mentioned we were going to come across a disturbing episode. That was it. <laughs> I feel. No, I feel like that could be like a disturbing fit. episode. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe. the one you chose. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the. She one. was just cutting up a watermelon at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. everyone yeah. wanted watermelon. You know, that yeah. was it. It was actually yeah. venison that they were feeding to the people. Just a nice yeah, deer stew, not a single man <laughs> chunk in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they did a great job executing that episode as well. Um, shout out to Scott Shepard and Bella Ramsey in that episode because that's yeah. In order to betray how seriously uncomfortable that is, you you have to take your acting to the next level. So I, I, I have a theory on who is going to win Best Supporting Actor in twenty twenty three, the Emmy. And it's Frank, it's Nick Offerman, but if it wasn't Nick Offerman, then it would have been David. Uh, what? That, tell me the actor's Scott name Shepherd. again. I don't Scott think Shepherd. you can give Scott an award yep. to a child molesting yeah. cannibal. But yeah. that was, that was <laughs> one a, of the best Jim, performances. Jim, you bring up a great point there. You bring that, that, up a great point that was, that was truly one of the best performances <laughs> of a villain I've seen in TV in a very, very long time. From mm. the beginning of the episode all the way through, the way that he and I don't know like how the the character was necessarily portrayed in the game, but the way that he spoke was uh chilling at the same time mm-hmm. you believed him, you maybe felt like he was not he was being honest in some ways. There were so many complexities to this character, and there was also the horrible you know cannibal liar uh violent person but was just captivating the entirety of the time he was on the screen so great acting by scott shepherd like i said if if nick offerman wasn't in an earlier episode i think one of those two will win best supporting actor uh in you heard it here first folks yeah we're getting cannibals up on stage at all the award shows. Get ready. He really <laughs> did have this like kind of even the beginning of the episode where he was still perceived as like a nice guy leading this whole group of people mm-hmm. from the perspective of, mm-hmm. of the people in this community. He was perceived as a nice guy. Um, there was still like some eeriness to him, which I thought was very interesting. And it just kind of made you a little bit uncomfortable every time he was on screen. And it, that just kept growing yeah. and growing and growing until the climax of that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was intense and creepy. Right. And oof. yeah, I mean, as an outsider, you know, obviously we're all, <laughs> but watching that <laughs> happen, get to understand Dave. And obviously he, he starts off being, you know, a very friendly, approachable person, 
Ellie confronts him in the woods after they find that the dead deer and you know back away from the weapons whatever james runs off and gets her penicillin right brings it back so obviously it's like okay these guys are threatened by a 14 year old girl holding a gun but they haven't attacked her yet and you get to understand they let ellie run back home and then obviously when david and james return back to the village um you know he says we're gonna go find this little girl and go get uh, revenge for finding joel who killed the father of one of those four raiders that went out exploring for, for game when they had confronted Joel and Ellie. So that was the, the dad that Joel obviously ended up murdering. But yeah, I mean, it really turns really weird when David throws Ellie in the cage, right? Ellie's in that cage figuring out like, what the hell is going on? Where am I? And then it gets creepy mm-hmm. when he puts his hand on the cage and then she puts her hand and then he does it. That was just like that hit the moment where you're like, okay, this guy is yep. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little too much, right? right. A little too much. Right. I can accept an ear moment. on the ground. You know, if there's a discarded body part laying on the floor, that's fine. Right. But when he gets up there and he's being right. all creepy and nah, not for me, not for me. Cannibalism, that's fine. Yeah, not not yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. But Bella Ramsey yeah. like played that cage scene so well as it was mm-hmm. great. Um, when you know. The ferocity yeah. that she had breaking his finger or you know hurting his right. finger, and then him pulling her into the cage, and but her response to that when maybe her nose is broken or you know right. something like that, at least is bleeding, and really you know there's a reason why they picked Bella Ramsey from you know Lady Mormont from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. because you felt the strength of that actress. Yes. And you felt it in that moment as well. And we felt that multiple times throughout the the season, but specifically at this moment, you did not want to be on the opposite side from, you know, from Bella Ramsey, like Ellie's right. character. Cause she will, well, She'll we saw what up. she did at the yeah. very end. Well, that's, know? that's what, that's one of the things you learn to really like about Ellie in the video game is that she's this like, little badass you know mm-hmm. that can overcome any obstacle that's thrown in her way and i and that's something that also joel realizes that i think he also mm-hmm. develops an appreciation and we for get her to see well. in addition to but yeah she breaks david's finger and then mm-hmm. says yeah my name's ellen come at <laughs> yeah. me bitch yeah, that yeah. Was so dope that was bad but she does that in the game too yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. cool to see how oh also, go ahead no i was gonna say also one thing to point out and i don't know if you guys picked up on this but at the very end of the episode, after she just belliterated, <laughs> belliterated David inside the cafeteria lunch hall, she runs out that the building's burning down, and she approaches Joel. And Joel says, it's okay, baby girl. Yep. I got you. And that's exactly what he said to his own daughter, Sarah, I think, in episode one. Mm-hmm. So it was a cool, mm-hmm. that was a big turning point. Yeah, the moment where it's like. That the show had at that moment. He says a big that. step in the relationship to he he fully sees yeah. Ellie as his daughter now as his daughter yeah at that point yeah it was exactly. yeah. that was an intense episode One, for sure it was cool to see how badass Bella Ramsey mm. can be and how badass Ellie is taking down this dude and then in the mm. previous episode we got to see how a, a complete other side of Ellie the sweet caring and like childlike joy that Ellie can have earlier in her life when she right. We get that flashback episode and she's hanging out with Riley, going through the mall, having just the greatest night of right. their lives. That was a very fun episode to just which, kind of... Which, shout out to the production team, by the way, for the mall. The mall scene was great. incredible. <laughs> I've never seen such great product placement, yeah. too. They did. They nailed it. <laughs> they got to pay for these episodes somehow. Oh, yeah. yeah Sponsored exactly. by Victoria's Secret. <laughs> yeah, Hubba, exactly. Hubba. Last of Us brought to you by... Hubba, Talk Hubba. about mushrooms, am I right? And that circus. And, and that circus. And that uh, one of those Halloween yeah, spirit, spirit Halloween. stores. You know? <laughs> right. Spirit, yeah, spirit Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mor- Mortal Kombat. You know, that was actually that really Mortal quick. That when they were in the Halloween uh, shop, terrifying. Gosh. I was terrified that whole time. Because we knew that the zombie was going to pop up, but they're just dancing around with their their masks on, and I was just waiting. Just they did so well in this episode, uh, just uh, stringing you along for an hour of like we know something bad's gonna happen, and it just kept being fun. They just kept having a great time. 
they were having yeah. the best night of their life. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's gonna. There come. was always joy though in all the scenes. Unlike in like Walking Dead, where you know something terrible is gonna happen, but there's not joy between those right. scenes. That's what's so great about The Last of Us. Now, I was gonna say something that was really cool was when Riley and Ellie were dancing in the Halloween store up on top of the countertop or whatever. The same masks that they actually were like the Wolverine or whatever, the werewolf. And then she had like that mm-hmm. crazy clown mask. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were identical to how it was in one of the gameplay scenes in the video game. So mm-hmm. that was really cool how they used the same, you know, physical mask mm-hmm. in the show as what was portrayed in the game. Yeah. It's uh it's fun in the game. You go around the different aisles trying on different masks, but those oh. were, those are two. It's kind of fun. Um, but one little difference there in, in the left behind sequence, um, at the end, they had a horde of zombies in this scene. They decided to just have one clicker or stalker, it, mm-hmm. if that's what they decided to go with, chase them down. I wish it had been a horde because it made it a little bit more dramatic, but I guess uh, di- directing decisions. If there was a horde, <laughs> yeah. there's absolutely no way that they would have survived that sequence. Of course, they would have written <laughs> a way to, but this was right. just perfect because they yeah. took it down. But when you look down and they had been, both been bitten... That was just a tragic moment. Obviously, oh, we yeah. know what happens to Ellie, but then it really shows. We we all knew what was going to happen to this character because it was a flashback. Well, One and- thing that I, I did want to mention about the Left Behind episode is we mentioned it during the long, long time, episode three with Frank and Bill. Mm-hmm. They're once again, quote unquote, filler episodes with a lot of serialized like some mandalorian episodes we you could maybe say are filler quote unquote filler episodes but even though this was a flashback sequence it just extended you know you know so much more about ellie now and it really then right. helped along the last three episodes and really put into into frame what her mindset was and and really the person that she lost and how that then relates to the new person that she has it just right. they did a great job with and I liked the placement because this is a in the game, right? This is a DLC. This isn't necessarily right in the storyline. Is that accurate? So, yeah, it's it's like an additional pre chapter that you can play uh, after you complete the initial storyline. So, so putting it as the seventh episode, I think, was really smart mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it did really enhance the ending to the season. Yeah. Right. And, and and it defines it defines Ellie's commitment to those who she cares about, right? And I think it it adds all that much more to her trying to save Joel in that scene when they're in Colorado in the house and he's dying and needs antibiotics. Um yeah. I I remember playing the game and wish they had actually added that in the normal right. storyline rather than having it as a pr- additional pre-chapter. Um so I'm right there with you, Andy. Good call. Yeah, and, and, and one of the, thing, one of the things too, one of the things too, Jake. I think you said it earlier. Was in that scene, I think with Riley. You know, you do fight and confront decent amount of clickers, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. down there. And it's mm-hmm. unfortunately these last four episodes we didn't get much exposure to forceps or clickers after that big right. floater came running out of the ground. What was that episode four, five, five? Yeah, five. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, it was more really about relationships in these last four four episodes of the season here. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, we all know this pandemic virus, you know, whatever is going on. But the storyline was really about, honestly, about love. Right. In, in the, the grand scheme of things. About the people. People you care mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Rather than this and I virus. think, And I think it's challenging, right, for Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann to make that as a balance in a TV show. I think in a video game, sure, throw all the zombies you want, throw it at any time, any sequence, any moment. But in a TV show, you really have to play with that carefully. Otherwise, there is fatigue. The Walking Dead. (laughs) Cough, cough. Yeah, I think they did a really good job with the amount of clickers, zombies, fungus monsters that they had in the show. It, It would have been too much if there were if there was a fight scene with a zombie every single episode, like Jake was saying, Correct. we would have got bored of it. Mm-hmm. The one thing, though, I do wish that they kind of got into a little bit more, especially in the last episode, is the relationship between Joel and Ellie was so beautiful this whole season. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could have given us even just a few more minutes of Joel and Ellie together in that last episode, where this is like mm-hmm. the peak of their relationship and 
Ellie, at the beginning of the episode, Ellie is in this really bad place, and Joel is kind of feeling the best about the relationship while Ellie's feeling bad, and then they, they he lifts her up, and then they get separated and all the terrible stuff happens. I really wish that we could have just had a little bit more time for them to, after that giraffe scene maybe, for them to just... I, I don't know if I want them to see more giraffes go on a, another fun adventure through a field of flowers, or if I want them to fight some zombies and go through something terrible, but I I felt like we were missing just yeah. one more... <laughs> just skipping through dandelions. Yeah, just having a picnic. I'm, I'm pretty sure you... I'm pretty sure in the game just we saw... through the meadows. We saw some more... Uh, we saw some more zoo animals than just a giraffe. Yeah, they should... You got to see, like, they a gotta go, like, feed the lemurs or something, or yeah. go look at the, the polar <laughs> yeah. bear exhibit. Yeah. I would have just liked to have one yeah. more scene Go see food. with Why not? the two of them together, because... Just to really nail home that relationship that they have together before everything goes to shit. Right. That's that's really my only yeah. issue with the show is that I think they kind of almost sped through the last episode a little bit. Not that I think it was too bad, mm-hmm. just I feel like it was missing one scene. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was referring to earlier is like when they had that that zombie moment prior to that. It, I think it expanded and allowed you to appreciate that sequence just a little bit more. And I, I, I do see what you're discussing there, Jim, about in terms of them rushing that slightly, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't a very drawn out scene in in the game either. Um, so it's, it's just a, a flash of happiness, right. right? Right. Flash of happiness, a flash of happiness, flash of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Flash of happiness. <laughs> Just a flash of happiness. So, to get to that point where Joel really opens up to Ellie and really makes her feel like she means something to him. And something that Joel also happened to say, Ellie, which was the first time, so when they were still walking their way towards the hospital, he said, Ellie, tell me a joke. Do you boys recall yeah, and he, what one of those the jokes The first time were? he was asking for the joke. Moon rocks taste better than earth rocks. Why? They're meteor. <laughs> They're meteor. (laughs) Bingo. I don't know. It's just getting that, you know, the fact that Joel is now open up, you know, he's, he's open to this, this humor that Ellie brings, which is, you know, something special and and a special thing that he really peels back Joel's layers of, you know, what type of person he is. Yeah. And completing that arc from Joel hating the pun book episode one to asking for a pun episode eight, episode nine, whatever. Exactly. A beautiful relationship. Uh, so what? how do you guys feel about the, the season overall? Do you guys have any things that you were kind of hoping to see in the season that didn't maybe pan out? As a whole, I mean, I, I'm very pleased with, with how they, you know, completed the whole season. I thought they did an outstanding job. Again, I think maybe a, a hint more of zombie, a hint but Just I think they balanced everything. Fungus. Yeah, Smash. a little like a little salt bay of zombie, you know. Uh, but it, <laughs> if they, you know, if they weren't, <laughs> but you know, you know, if they weren't able to do that, then I'm totally content with it because they captured the entire essence of the game. Uh, a huge testament to uh, Neil Druckmann and his original team, and I, I mean, I'm I'm just very pleased. Yeah. It was exactly how it was. Obviously, you know, they cut out a bunch of stuff of, like, fighting and shooting cordyceps, as Jake said, the infected, right? I mean, they need to get through the storyline <laughs> in in a total of, uh, you know, nine episodes here that are, like, 50 to 60 minutes long. So, you know, the game had a lot more action scenes where you got to blow up and kill, <laughs> kill the cordyceps, right, and stab them and do all that stuff. But overall, I mean, phenomenal show. I am mm-hmm. very pleased with how it mimicked the video game itself. Had certain cutscenes from the game. Very super cool. Mall was great. Ending scene yep. at the house was great. Hospital. Even that campus that they stumbled upon in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yep. Right. And the fact that, you know, Druckmann pulled in actors, uh, voice actors from the game itself and had them actually in the freaking show. Like, yeah. that's that's pretty freaking cool. Like, how many 
Awesome. I mean, did did the show Halo have anyone? <laughs> I didn't even watch that, but yeah. I just assumed I just assumed, assumed it was terrible. We're not talking about Halo. Don't, don't you're bringing up flashbacks of last <laughs> yeah. summer that I tried it once and it was it was terrible. <laughs> oh, God, like that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't play Halo like you guys probably did, but I just I turned it off after like ten minutes. Well, so, per, and, and perhaps you know it's kind of, you bring something kind of interesting up there though with with bringing up Halo. Will this be the new standard across the industry for bringing these games to the big screen? Is is this now going to be how they're going to address things going forward? Because that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, HBO is. The I mean, this screen. is bringing things to a new level. HBO, baby. yeah, it's a medium yeah. screen. You can it's really a medium get screen. A, a good medium screen projector. <laughs> You know, I, I, screen size I'd is like to subjective. watch The Last of Us. I'd like yeah. to watch The Last of Us final episode on that Mambo Bombo planetarium thing you watched Avatar 2 on, Jake. That would be I just great. watched it on Google yeah, Glass. That'd be real which nice. Now, terrible. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but I remember back in undergrad, you mentioned you went and saw Game of Thrones in the theater. Do you think they would I do did. that with The Last of Us? Uh, I mean, based on the critical response i wouldn't be surprised i i do think this is a new wonderful hit for hbo hbo just seems like they don't miss like continually right. uh show after show there's just a higher standard and this it was really shown in this series because of the creators it ends up coming down to craig mazin mm-hmm. neil Druckmann. they got the best creators from chernobyl obviously the series that they're adapting just a beautiful combo um and i thought it was pretty impressive yeah and going off of that note i'm actually gonna gonna throw a little fun fact according to dexerto.com apparently the last of us beat out house of the dragon in terms of being the most watched show of 2022 through 2023 so very interesting hoopla very interesting hoopla because people love Pedro Pascal. That's true. People love that guy. Speaking him of and which, his child. The daddy of Hollywood. Him and his child. <laughs> that's right. Which child will he watch over? Tune into Holocron Hoopla. <laughs> which child will he this watch This is the way. This is the way. Is, will Grogu ever confront Ellie? Whoa. Let's get Grogu yeah. and Ellie in a fight and see who wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know someone's going to create that on YouTube. <laughs> someone's, someone's definitely making which that Which side happen. does Pedro back? Um, who does he choose fantastic so uh, jamie jamie you asked about just the end like just the series or season at large as someone that didn't necessarily have high expect i i didn't really have any expectations for this you know series coming in other than knowing that the chernobyl uh direct showrunner and pedro pascal are in this series and i it, it was incredible when you truly just get a well-written show, well-casted, with beautiful visual effects, and that's what The Last of Us is. And mm. we, haven't, we don't often see that in many of these shows that we watch and we love. I love Rings of Power. You know, the writing for this show is just details above, above all of the shows. Maybe mm-hmm. Andor, you know, I, I yeah. love Star Wars. I <laughs> Andor but but I would he say like it was incredible and for a very well overplayed genre of apocalyptic zombie world it was different and it's something that I think we needed for this genre to move it forward beyond what we have from Walking Dead a Shaun of the Dead and all of these past movies that we all loved but they weren't yeah. this because this was about character, mm-hmm. and it was executed incredibly well. And I'll give it a nine and a half out of ten applause for the Woo! full season. My goodness! I ask for ratings. This guy's there coming go, in here, throwing Bingo. out the early ratings. I love it. Um, yeah, you you're mentioning how you didn't know much about this, and I think that was one of my favorite things about watching this season. Is I knew practically nothing about The Last of Us. I knew that it was a, a video game that existed. And then Jake was telling me about how they're making the show. And then those were the only two things I knew about it. And so it's very rare that you go into a show, especially something that's been around for a decade, without knowing how it ends. So the fact that I was so thoroughly surprised by the ending of this season was an amazing experience for me. 
I love going into it with no knowledge yes. and being able to avoid spoilers yep. for as long as I have was incredible. I was so happy to go into this blind and get to witness this for the first time, just like everybody playing the video game for the first time. I thought it was fantastic. Right. And it's exciting yeah. to sort of see your guys' perspective, seeing the story for the first time in the TV format. Yeah. And just watching sort of everything unfold because you never know which direction the story of The Last of Us is going to go because it, it can yeah. literally yeah. go anyway. Yeah. It can go anyway. And shoot, so, man. So, so here's the big question. When are you guys going to actually play the game? That's a great question. I was actually <laughs> I was on. just thinking about <laughs> that today. Come on. Because yeah, Come that on. is a great it, question. It, like, are you going to go buy it tomorrow? Might, what's what's I going honest, on, I was Jim? thinking about that today because on? we have a long time until season two comes out. I was thinking about playing the video games leading up to season two so that I could get the full video game experience. So I might. I'm That's, not really a video game right. person. So I, Andy, what's your excuse? My excuse is I have a lot of Dungeons and Dragons to play before the oh, Dungeons and Dragons geez. Honor Among Come Thieves on. comes out later this month. Oh my uh, God. Watch out for play the Last Koopa of Us game. Coming up here soon. Chris Pine is uh, really, he's going to act as They ass say ass Chris Pine is the Pedro oh, Pascal of ass Dragons. Ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I might, I might uh, play the video games, which would be the first video game I've played in as long as I can remember, but I might do it. Because this story was, <laughs> well, think, you know, was really, it's, really it's only, good. It's only it's only twenty dollars. It's only twenty bucks, Jim. And uh, you know you what? It is coming out on PC. They're dropping Last of Us one Part One. I'll probably play it then, but uh, I probably won't play Part Two until I see the season. But I did hear that Ooh. they are going to take Part Two and they are going to make it into Season Two and Three. So it's not going to be just Part Two in Season Two. Ooh. So, well, I don't know what that means for the story. There's a lot but... of a lot of stuff so, to cover. Actually, the, the the game itself came in two different discs. That's how big the part wow. two place yeah. it. I don't know if Jake, you remember so, that? I think yeah, it was like so forty something hours of oh game time. God. Yeah. That, so there's double so, there's yeah. double the gameplay, and Druckmann has already come forward and confirmed that there will actually be two additional seasons because mm. there's just so much content to explore, which will be very exciting. And for The you Last guys, of Us right, Part Three. Say has been confirmed to be in creation part three of the video game is in production of some kind so we may even be getting more seasons after that at some point in the distant distant future i can't wait one thing that is interesting they haven't announced a timeline for when season two will debut on hbo Um, there is a five-year time span between part one and part two Um, will they let the actors age if they did that, I would love that decision because it'd be a long-awaited show we'd get to explore, but and something we'd greatly, yeah. highly anticipate. But I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to sort of see how things play out with that. I think a five-year gap would be a little too. What was what was the gap for for Game of Thrones that we waited? Was it um B- between for the last season epi- uh, season eight and season nine? I think that was like three and a half years, wasn't it? It was two That's years, Andy. Andy, two it years. was two. It was two years, but it felt. It felt like three years. It felt like six five. years, for, for, and then for, that really just heightened our expectations a little see, too and, much. I think. Yeah. Right. Shoot, I'm still we waiting were, for season we were, nine right. to come out. Extremely disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> season. Season. Wait, how many? How many seasons were there? I thought there were nine seasons. No, how many seasons were there in Game of Thrones? There were seven. Uh, seven, eight. Sorry. Eight. Eight seasons. Are you sure? Eight? Yes. I'm still okay. waiting for yeah, season eight. eight to come out. Uh, anyway, uh, fantastic. We, Jim, you need to give your well, your review nope. out of ten. Matt, yep, you nope, need to give nope. your review out of ten. Going we're going and, back to yep. Jake for <laughs> finishing up the episode as we always do. Give a rating of this season sure. on a scale of one to ten. And I want the two guys who have played the video games before to to answer this question, which might be a tough question to answer, but along with your rating for this season. How does this stack up to the video game overall? Do you prefer one experience over the other? Jake, what'd you think? I'm going to just right off the bat, 9.6. I'm going to go oh, a, decimal, <laughs> a decimal spot. You can't just one above Andy. Me. Yeah, I just up to you. 9.6 out of 10. We don't do those did, increments. I, <laughs> I personally would still aim for the video game just because that that horror aspect which is so gripping so that's the one one reason i would say step towards the video game but otherwise if you're looking to sit on the couch grab some popcorn 
you know, screw the controller, throw, pull up HBO and give yourself a good time. Beautiful. I love it. What about you, Matt? What'd you think? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 9.8. Whoa. Oh, you bastard. C3PIO would be oh, very oh. mad about our, yeah. our rating scale here. 98% on this. You know, I, I know we're all really greedy in the 90s, but honestly, the show deserves it, right? The, the game was fantastic. The show, honestly, I was blown away by. The special effects were incredible. The acting was, you know, like superior. The, the, the cast was phenomenal. Um, very, very pleased with makeup, set design, ma- everything. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. they nailed it. HBO killed it with signing on The Last of Us. Neil Druckmann's killing it. Craig Mason's killing it. Freaking Pedro Pascal is. Everyone's obsessed with the with 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 that guy now. You know, he's just like <laughs> the power right. king of of the, the West Coast of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was it was amazing. I, I was very very happy with the show and nine point eight. Beautiful. I love it. I don't know if I can keep up with these rising grades all the way through, so I might have to drop us down <laughs> a little bit, but I'm going to give it above a 90. Oh. I'll call it a smooth 9.3 out of 10 on this season. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, here we are three days after the season finale, and I've still been thinking about how the show ended. I still don't know how I feel about Joel's decision at the end of this first season and I can't think of the last time I've been thinking about the finale of a show three days later. Um, fantastic story all around. I loved every second of it and I can't wait for season two whenever that does come out. So thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Hoopla podcast. We've got more episodes coming out every week. With The Mandalorian Season 3, new episode will be dropping immediately following this episode. Uh, so go check that out. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff linked in the episode description. And leave us a review, comment, tell us what you guys thought about The Last of Us Season 1. Uh, tweet at us with your grades. See if you can beat Matt's 9.8 out of 10. I dare ya. I dare ya. Go to 9.9. Someone's got to do it. Come on, Papa Pio. <laughs> Someone. 9.9. When he plays the game and watches, Ma- he will do it. Mandalorian Season 3, 9.9, Pio. Whoever tweets it. at us 9.9 out of 10 wins something. Who knows? They win something. And now as we end every episode of the Hoopla Podcast, it is time for the moment of highest hoopla, the quote of the season. What do you have for us, Andy? As Ellie said... After all we've been through, everything I've done, it can't be for nothing. Hoopla! 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 Oh no! Bring in the bloater! Oh no, there's a fungus in my brain. What do I do? It's a big, it's a big bloater. There's a fungus on my tongue. I'm a big bloater. <laughs> Blood I'm about that. to stick some mushrooms in your mouth. <laughs> hey, how do I? How do I? How do I? How do I mute? How do I mute this?